What's up to all our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the mother love and geek nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, aka spoiler alert, episode number 759, wherein we shall attempt to review some of last week's comics as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure, uh, specifically uh, Noel's stash. Look at that. Look at that bushy. Mm, Talk about viewing God, pleasure. God damn. Pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, which is a comic shop located at 4327 Main Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's a super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes, except jerks. You what if you had a hope know. of changing the jerks for the better? Do it outside the doors. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right in the little alcove. That's cool. Just yeah. Do yeah. it in the alley, and if they are unjerked, you come on in. Yes. Uh, this is the part <laughs> in the script That's where Noel, Noel writes anything, and I will read it out loud. Two tried and true tridents. Two tried and true tridents. Two tried and true tridents. Joining me tonight are Brian Lee. Brian. Hi. What fictional city in comic books would you have preferred to go to college? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, when you say what fictional city, yeah, you got it, JD. I wrote it myself. <laughs> that's Wait, what I heard. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think I got to go central city, right? Because, the, so the first thing that comes to mind is Metropolis. That would be awesome. Central city seems like the Flash has a real relationship with the city. I think yeah. that that would be pretty cool. Although, you know, now that I'm talking about it, I do like Gorilla City or some super advanced city. That would oh, yeah. probably be well, the better well, place I, to go. I mean, yeah. I started thinking about it, too, because I wrote the question. But you'd want a city that doesn't get taken over all the time. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then you'd also want a city yeah. that doesn't have cosmic threats as much, which is Metropolis. For sure. So I'm like, I mean, Central, Opal, mm-hmm. Coast mm-hmm. Cities. Oh, that was a city. That's a 50 yeah. 50. Like they rebuilt, but yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was like between central or, but that's DC. I was that's thinking DC. like, yeah. Oh, I'll just, I'll just go to college at empire state university. Yeah. In New York, yeah. But New York is like the center of problems in the Marvel universe for the common or person the, you know? or the center of cool. Right. Maybe you'll get powers mm-hmm. in yeah, but like Adelan, like what super advanced cities or, are there? Because that would about, probably be pretty about, cool. How about studying abroad in the Savage Land? Oh, interesting. You know? Maybe like a semester in the Savage Land. Yeah. yeah. The, the city enduring? We're safe. Ooh, the city enduring. There's no uh, murder there. Yeah, there was that one. <laughs> and honest, I, I feel like it would be a really long trip to get there. Yeah, yeah that's true. I went to college in Boston six hours way you know by and then that was that was a little while so yeah. on the edge of known space it's going to be a slightly commute. longer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, I'm going to go back to the script now. Also returning this week is Noel. Here he is. Huzzah. He's returned. Noel, did uh, you anyway. hear our chat? You were here in the beginning of it. Did you hear our little uh, our little hangout session last I was, week? I was um, uh, sitting down for dinner. Cool. When you guys started. So I, I saw that you had started, but I had no sound oh. on. All right. So then it was just like. And then it was yeah. just viewing pleasure. No, I'm glad we made a lot of yeah. gestures. Well, because I don't think I don't think um, anyone else in the restaurant uh, was interested. I think they would have liked it. It was you know it was kind of a freewheeling talk really, about cool it's stuff. It's really their it, decision to make. No, I mean it's right. you you make the them. for them. <laughs> Not if I impose the decision on them. First of all, like English is mostly second language for a lot of the people that were in the restaurant with me. So they wouldn't. And then wouldn't and then me imposing. Yeah. Uh, some auditory offensiveness on them. It's just it seems it seemed a little uh, American, unchill. See, it's yeah. right on point. It was <laughs> super American, and I'd be like, "Would you like to listen? Here's a Bud Light Lime." Yeah, which you had several of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't like that attitude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like it very much. Uh, the joy of doing this live is all of you in the chat. So pipe up if you feel so inclined. And uh, we'll, we'll have a dialogue. Uh, we look like we're skipping the we're letters quadru- block. Quadrilogue. I mean, do we maybe. do we have a letter? I don't know if we have letters. Do you want to check real quick? I think I have a letter. I'll check. You know, while you do Giant that, vamp. guys, I just I just discovered before the show that my tablet is activated by my headphone cord. The touch screen oh, wow. of it will like scroll. And I wonder if because it's based on electrical conductivity, it's like reading this. My iPhone is not, but this like fire tablet, my app is scrolling up and down as the headphone cord moves across it. Oh, oh, I don't have passive screen. Yeah, I don't have a letter, but I do have a notification that Ty Turner has subscribed to us on YouTube as well as Patreon. So thank you. Great. Welcome, Ty. Yeah. Turner. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, Our oh, you know what? Since I brought it up, since Ty Mm -hmm. brought it up. Yeah. Uh, you, if you want to help the show out, you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo. We're oh, on that. Cool. First, though, we're going to talk about comics. We're going to start with the human target number one from DC Comics, written by Tom King and art Greg Smallwood. The, uh, the description is thus. <clears throat> Christopher Chase has made a living out of being a human target. A man hired to disguise himself as his client to invite would-be assassins to attempt his murder. He's made a remarkable career until his latest case protecting Lex Luthor. Wait, until his... He's had a remarkable career until his latest case protecting Lex Luthor when things go sideways. An assassination attempt Chance didn't see coming leaves him vulnerable and left hmm. trying to solve his own murder. As he has 12 days to cover just who in the DCU hated Luther enough to want him dead. So Everyone? A lot of people, yeah. Yeah, most folks hate Luther. Yeah. Although, that's back- not true. I, you know, I have a feeling after dealing with Trump, the Trump presidency, hmm. I... I, it, it has occurred to me, like, oh no, there's definitely some people out there who will think Luther is a good guy. Yeah. Even in this right? comic, you know, when they had Luther as president, as like a commentary mm-hmm. on George W. Bush, but they used that too early, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I the thing was um, Mark Russell's Future State book had a bit of that where it was mm. I think it was Planet Lexor. And yes, yes. An yeah. Amazing planet that people like technologically advanced and no one grew old and everybody was super happy. And it was just a worship of Lex, Luthor. which is a which is a Silver Age deal, like the planet that loves Lex and hates Superman. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that was Mark Russell. Oh, that's uh, real. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. 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 Um, of course, it was Mark Russell because it's good. It makes sense. And it was commentary using stuff. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. cool. Uh, people in this book like Lex Luthor, like in this very comic. Uh, as we were talking, like most of the public yeah, but, is all about him. But how did you like this book? This book. Well, right. I liked it. I liked it all. Um, now, uh, my storied uh, feelings about Tom King are well known to you gentlemen and the viewers and listeners of the podcast. Um, but this is the in kind case, of thing that... In case you're new, yeah, he hates Tom King with a burning passion. He, uh, he sends him death threats online. Yeah, yeah, but they're uh, not addressed to him, Tom, so I don't think he gets them. They're open letters. He knows. <laughs> yeah. he um, Tom King ruins your childhood. Connor he does. I mean, my childhood is is unaffected by him, but I don't Retroactively like... Retroactively ruins your childhood. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like his, like, ooh, what if the uh, great things about the Silver Age were dark? Um, and, but a, a book like this or Rorschach, uh, which we read also... Well, this fits his milieu, you know, like he's Christopher Chance is uh, is a guy steeped in crime and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so the story was good. Like it was well written. It was this like kind of procedural murder investigation from a very interesting angle. He gets uh, he gets poisoned and um, they, they he goes through like trying to figure out what happened. The art is also phenomenal. So that's yeah. great. I love how they render these the glass bottles as just like lines on it. Oh, it's very it's, yeah, it's like white yeah. ink negative space. Yeah, all of the glass. This yeah. is probably the most defined the glasses here that we're looking at now. Um, I I remarked to JD earlier. It kind of reminds me of New Frontier um, with the like square light effects and mid century kind of tones. Um, very cool stuff. And it does involve some superheroes from a halcyon age. Um, that was my one, not qualm, but potential concern <laughs> is their involvement. Like, all right, which way are we going with these heroes? Are I, they, are they, I take, I take mild umbrage with, with, mm-hmm. so I, I do agree that Tom King is a bit of a one trick pony only because most of his stories are, um, concerned with, or, or invested in, in exploring PTSD, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then applying that to the superhero experience. Yeah, emotional issues. Of, yeah, yeah, he's not. It's not like I'm gonna fuck up your heroes. It's I'm just going to show this side. Now, I would, I would implore you not to finish Strange Adventures. Yeah, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> because that does kind of actually change. Like it, it, the book ends up not being about um, Adam Strange at all for the oh, most really? part. Hmm. Yeah. Did you like um, it? I, I adored it. I thought it was yeah, really yeah. like, yeah, but I, I'm able like, I just, I, I don't have, I mean, I have affection for these characters, but I don't have any kind of like, um, uh, applied affinity, uh, where sure. I don't know. I, 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 I the, the last like 10 years, I've kind of approached everything with a, yeah, remake it, redo it. doesn't matter. I still have mine, just make it good. And if these stories that he's changing things, changing things, if they weren't good, then I would feel the very same way. Heroes in Crisis, I did not like it all. I don't think that that was successful. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that just, 
I, I also think it didn't work because it was in continuity. All of these other ones that he's been doing completely divorced of continuity and it's his yep. own little sandbox to tell the story with the superheroes. But anyway, now on that point though, um, as a point of discussion, I think for me personally, it's not that I, it's not that I mind that he is doing these things to these heroes. Um, it's a fine distinction, but so much as I mind that he is recasting the ideas in a, you know, like what if Adam Strange went on a bunch of great adventures, but actually it took a deep, dark toll. You know, these weren't fun, great adventures. You like that kind of thing? Not so much the characters as the, the nature of the stories themselves that he puts, uh, puts that kind of spin on a lot of times as a story thing. But also when he wrote in Rorschach, remember when he appears in Rorschach and he's like, he, the Tom King character in Rorschach is like, kind of talking very frankly about that. Like, well, it's easier to do that kind of thing than it is to write a hopeful story that people like. Uh-huh. Um, so I got to give credit for that. You know, like I yeah, he was, changed my view about him a little bit. He was, he's very aware of what he's stuck in as a storyteller. And I think he's in this mode now where he's trying to tell um, hopeful stories within the context of hmm. realistic ickiness which i think is what supergirl very much is like oh that's and great i'm like loving supergirl yeah yeah anyway yeah jd did you like it i love this book uh i am one one of my great regrets uh of the past couple of months is not being able to keep up with all of the tom king stories that i've been enjoying so much behind on supergirl i haven't finished strange adventures i haven't finished rorschach etc um but I, I'm excited that there's more. Um, I remember reading the uh, Human Target miniseries from Vertigo maybe 10-odd years ago and enjoying it. But also, to this day, not really remembering much about it other than, like, it's his job to um, Did you watch the show? take a bullet. No, I haven't I watched, watched the, the first show, season. No. It was good. Yeah. It was um, fun. But I don't remember him having that much to do with the superheroes. Um, yeah. So... Uh, there's there's several things about this issue are just top notch. One, Greg Smallwood's artwork. Greg's yeah. this dude is a beast. I love his style so so much. It also reminds me, um, in presentation and style, to uh, reminds me of Parker, the Parker novels by Darwin Cook, the graphic novels. You know, Parker is a bunch of '60s crime dramas that. Uh, Richard Stark, the author, only let Darwin Cook adapt into graphic novel form. And they are awesome. And so these sort of reek of that, they reek of whiskey and cigarettes and and crime. Uh, (laughs) So this is uh, all all up my alley. I like that stuff. Um, And uh, one of my favorite bits in this issue is the next 12 issues in this series enjoy these little clips. So mm. basically what we do is we, we find, uh, we come into uh, chance who is writing a, a, a death note, right? Like I love you too. And he lays down and it starts off this countdown from day 12, which is where we um, are meeting the character back to counting us back to day one, the beginning of this case. So 12 is him there lying there, supposedly dead. And then they show you day 11, 
10, 9, 8, and they give you one panel from assumably, assuming the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue 10, issue 9, issue 8, issue 7. I'm assuming this is a 12-issue series. That's how Tom King works. And I thought that was a very cool way to show you like little vignettes mm. from the different issues. Um, and uh, I, you know, this trying to solve my own murder is not exactly the case um, from what I can tell. Because, well, he hasn't been murdered, right? He's been manslaughtered. Oh, that's, yeah. uh, that's a fine so, point. That's a fine point. Well, so, yeah. I mean, so what, what basically we have him, this is a nice little kind of, kind of a twist, I guess. It was pretty obvious that he was Lex Luthor hmm. um, uh, when he was, you know, walking on the stage and everything that wasn't quite Lex. At first you think it's Lex talking and I was like, Lex shaves, you shave his head? Oh, I, yes. mean, I guess that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. And then you th- slowly through, you're like, wait a minute, this is not Lex Luthor. And then um, his assassination happens, quote unquote. And it turns out through the investigation, you find out that the poison that Chance ingested may or may not have been specifically for Lex. Mm. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if this is him solving his own murder or if him is that would kind of suck if he's just trying to figure out who tried to kill Lex Luthor and he accidentally drank it. Right. It's a mm. little less important than who's actually trying to kill Chance. Oh, yeah, I. I did, like I I think that'll be I think that'll be not a twist but I do like it seems as though he is going to end up become or discovering that he was the target. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which yeah. I a I human I think yeah. <laughs> um but it's it's like we keep <laughs> I just saw a meme <laughs> in my head. <laughs> we keep we keep mentioning Darwin Cook and that was the first thought I had too, but it was more like, oh, this is a live action adaptation of a Darwin Cook yeah, I can see that. Nice. These are nice, all yeah. like actual like actors yeah. within a uh, Darwin Cook hued universe. And the faces are more detailed than yeah, like, yeah. a Darwin yeah. Cook thing would be. Yeah. Well, everything is more detailed, but yeah. the, ty- the 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 styles, the colors, the, yeah. all of it is very much within like that universe. Um, which tickles the shit out of me. I hope that this book is on time. Nah, yeah. Yes. Um, this is I, a good Captain Adam too. I like those reflections on him. Yeah. I I, I I had messaged uh, in the in our group chat like after reading this because I I I blew through all the comics tonight last night that I would I would skip issues and just buy this in absolute like should just come out with that tomorrow yeah. this is I agree this deserves <laughs> to be in in the biggest yeah. best format that that DC offers. Um. Mars Comics is in the comments saying yeah Supergirl has been great and I really enjoyed this book as well. Nice. And Hal says. I liked Tom King's Mr. Miracle and his take on Mr. Terrific and Strange Adventures with. What a cliffhanger. Also, yeah, I know. What's the next <laughs> sentence? Now, um, guys, uh, Lex Luthor brings up a point that I have often wondered when thinking about the human target is like, well, what if he shot you in the head? Like, what would you have yeah. done? And like Christopher Chance's whole deal is that he takes the hit for you. Yeah. And they don't, the, the things that I've seen don't really go too into detail as to how he takes that hit for you and doesn't die. But I'm cool with it. You know, he has his yeah, ways. It's, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like, Shh. yeah, exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I would have known if he was going to do that. I would have ducked or something. <laughs> I always, I always thought to like the, 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 the shtick of the human torch where he embodies like the character that he's protecting and takes aid for them was so stupid. <laughs> 
Like I always thought it was because I don't know, like especially in the in the TV show, they at least kind of worked around it to where all of his personas were either unknown people or unseen yeah. or like yeah, he like he just he yeah took, like he didn't go into full makeup he like, he didn't go, he didn't you're go definitely talking about the human target and not the human yeah, the human torch oh yeah. no i think the human torch is stupid too <laughs> yeah, he, <did. laughs> he never really up as really yeah. fire really whatever <laughs> dork um <laughs> don't even get me started but um yeah i just i always thought the shtick was really stupid and uh-huh. I, th- I don't think it would work in any other medium uh, like, cause even in like Mission Impossible movies, when they do the CGI mm-hmm. mask ripoff, it's just like enough. But I, I love it here. I think that's really fun. Yeah, yeah I uh, one of my favorite books of the week. Absolutely, I'm very excited to to mm. keep reading this. Now, my question is, okay, so Brian and I were talking about it earlier, and we've got this splash page up on the on the live stream here, where we see the Justice League International, uh, which is like classic. I want to say late '80s. Yeah, post-crisis, um, yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in my head, I was going, because this is all revolving around some radiation. Uh, there was some radiation on the poison that Chance drank. And the only way you could get that radiation is this mission that this team went on, this particular team. And I went... How long ago did they go on this mission? When do you think, Noel, that this time, that this this story takes place? Is this during the reign of the Justice League International? Or is this modern and we're going to take a look back at the JLI? Uh, I think it's I think it's during the reign of. So I, I think he's going to, it feels as though the, the book is firmly placed in a pre-cell phone era. Mm-hmm. So they'll likely just kind of, uh, in a in an undefined, I suspect that in an undefined way they'll keep it in that kind of time frame. Not unlike how like the Batman animated series does, yeah, yeah quasi nineteen forties, anywhere yeah. between nineteen four. Like whatever technology they have is just yeah. for the story, not to be reflected in like even the car. It's like an mm-hmm. older Bentley. Yeah, I, I, I oh, um, could you go to the last page? I think I just realized this. I was looking at the book myself too. The um. The title sequence, the title page on the end, is just bee's knees, amazing. And it's cool. Carved into his uh, headboard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's like the first panel is the the dials on the phone. The numbers on the phone say DC Comics, and then the human target is the wallpaper. Yeah. Or carpet, I think. Oh, the carpet. Yes, it's the carpet. And then chapter one, when we are born, is etched into the. Heads, not headstone. Headboard. <laughs> headboard. I mean, well, metaphorically, it's headstone. Yeah. He's dead in the bed. But um, oh. I again. That's what I meant. This, Darwin Cook. Uh, like, uh, we're on a bunch of like uh, collected edition Facebook groups, and every once in a blue moon, people will be like, "What is the number one DC absolute or whatever that you want?" The Spirit by Darwin Cook. Oh. And every single title page is a hidden in context kind of like spirit is written oh, in, the city, awesome. in the skyline yeah. or yeah. somebody's jumping and doing a thing and it's like it is the fucking best it's cool. 100% comics and it makes me happy every goddamn time also too I think Francis Manipal did it in his um, flash run he did yeah yeah that was cool yeah, yeah. the spirit by Darwin Cook written and drawn by is mm. literally the best like 13 issues 
of any modern comic. Mm. And I, I doubt we'll ever get a reprint because I think Dynamite owns the rights to the spirit now. And that was, uh, that was published by DC. Me, maybe we should do a book club about that. Oh, I, that would be pretty I w- cool. I would reread it. Sweet. Oh, um, speaking of this title page, I really like the last two panels too, where the light is mm-hmm. turned off and it's like exactly the same. And then the to be continued is in the one where the light is turned off. So that's what this is. This is a, Live ad live action adaptation of a Darwin Cook novel directed by Steven Soderbergh. Mm, intriguing. Ah, yeah. see, I was thinking, um, uh, one night, ah, uh, uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Oh, maybe that works too. Yeah, right. Yeah, so much, it? so much like cutesy shit in frame. Yeah, you can you can almost hear the needle drops. Huh. <laughs> um, oh, hey, this uh, Martian Manhunter also on the previous page is like straight out of Martian Manhunter's earliest appearances. You know, like classic, like pulp, not pulp comics kind of uh, Martian Manhunter. And I didn't really appreciate it until we were looking at it here on the screen. So yes, everyone should pick this up and read it. Go with it monthly, because we will Mm -hmm. likely keep talking about this book. Yeah, Mm. yeah, this is... And I, I, man, if I didn't have to read Far Sector, while I was reading this today, um, I was thinking... I'm just gonna I'm gonna catch up on Strange Adventures and Supergirl and all my other Tom King books that I'm that I'm behind on, <laughs> and then I was I gotta read Far Sector for tomorrow night's book club, and that's a dense that's a dense trade paperback. Yeah, that's it. especially the first few issues. That's a lot of reading. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right, yeah. Cannot cannot say enough nice things about this issue. I'm very excited. Let's move on though to a thing called Truth Number One from Image Comics by Lolanda. Zanfardino and Alisa Rombolo, uh, a workaholic scientist who wants to save the world and a woman who fears nothing but discovering her own destiny, find the... Oh, here we go. All right. Uh, this will make sense in a second. Find themselves mixed up in a chaotic on-the-road adventure through Europe. Will they manage to find a middle ground before their opposing ways of life at least for long enough... I'm sorry... Will they manage to find a middle ground between their opposing ways of life, at least for long enough to complete their mission? And could this trip lead to an unexpected romance? Oh, it I mean, could, probably. I guess. Now that they mention it. It's <laughs> yeah. gonna say, like, it. There were no hints for it, but now right. I'm expecting it. It's yeah. definitely, definitely possible. expecting this unexpected <laughs> romance. So, all right, my main question, after putting this book down, I did, I had, I did not read the... Um, God, what are these things called that we read? Synopsis. The, the solicitation. solicitation. I did not read the solicitation um, for a thing called truth. And I, I put the book down. I enjoyed it. And I put it down and I went, where the, where the hell are they supposed to? Where does this story take place? Because the entire issue, nothing is mentioned about Europe. Yeah. Nothing is mentioned about where they are. So be, because I'm American, I just assumed it took place in America. And the woman... Um, things go badly for our main, our main character and she gets drunk and falls asleep in her car and wakes up and another woman is driving her car and they seem to be on the run for some reason. She's not quite sure. And she goes, what, where, where are we? And she's like, ah, we're in Paris. And she's like, Paris, that's impossible. So I was thinking, did they, <laughs> right. it's impossible. How did they get from America to Paris? <laughs> I thought the same thing too, um, which which oddly made me even more intrigued. Like, yeah. How long were you out? Was right, there a whole right, right. involved? What's going on? But then in the last page, they show like a 
a map thing, and I'm like, oh, they just came from like. Italy. Oh, did they? I didn't. Oh, I didn't notice map? the map thing. Hmm. Oh, I missed the last map. page. Um. Oh, also, the second thing I thought, actually, before I got to the end of the book and thought, where does this take place? I thought. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I really wish there was different lettering. Yeah. The lettering of this issue is very distracting um, and a little hard to read. Uh, I'm going to bring it up here a little bit. Uh, the very first thing I thought was, oof, this lettering hurts. And I, I was thinking what Len would say. Len uh, would have a conniption about this lettering. There's a lot of it. <laughs> uh, like it's, it's, like, it's just yeah. like a block of a block of text and it's kind of hard to parse out. But, yeah, there's um, no the fluidity. Really interesting. There's no what? fluidity to the let. There's yeah. no fluidity to the lettering. It's just kind of copy pasted word balloon. Like mm-hmm. they don't work within the panel, or kind of like it's nope. it's it's like first draft. Yeah. It's first pass lettering. There's also if you go and, to the page word balloon placement. Like there's a lot of blank space at the top of some of these word balloons. Yes, which I think you know supports what you were saying. All that it's really just like there it is in the balloon. Yeah, it, it it's 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 almost like a this this almost feels like a production version mm. of a lot of it. Just like yeah, look at that top word balloon. Look at all that space yeah. hovering up there. Yeah, well, oh. it takes away from the art too. You know, like it's a visual yeah. medium. Uh, I thought this was cute. Um, yeah, didn't set the world on fire. Uh, it's all set up, which is fine. Um, it felt like a. It felt like the setup of a very rote rom-com mm-hmm. but it's relatively charming so it's not like it's offensive mm-hmm. like i find the characters pretty charming her whole drunk tirade is really funny um and who the, whoever the hell this blonde is i think is interesting but i mean if they were more stock characters yes there there's that they went from yeah. germany to italy um mm-hmm. if if I wasn't charmed by them, then I probably wouldn't. It wouldn't be enough meat on the bone for this first issue. This is a perfect example of. So I know. I mean, without Len here, I think we have to mention at least once. This is a perfect example of a series that might read better in trade because there was good stuff in this issue. But it sure as shit wasn't like enough to really like yeah. get you hype for the next issue. It's just like, oh, I'll pick that up eventually. That sounds OK. OK. There was, yeah. there was not much that yeah. was like particular or unique about the story mm-hmm. like like you're saying like they didn't give you it's all my numbers. The thing about this story that you know is she yeah. working on something I mean, interesting or whatever she's literally out loud lamenting to a recorder about how i am going to change the world exactly like this and these right. people will trust me exactly like this and so like immediately you're just like okay so she's gonna get screwed out of this and then right. like no idea what she's working on like not a hint no. of like the thing she is doing there, might be a big deal there, i don't know this whole thing was just like setting up blocks to knock over which mm. all stories do mm. all comics do it's mm. just some are a little bit better at hiding the seams. This didn't really hide the seams at all. It was just very checking boxes. Hmm. But it was it wasn't a slog to read. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. It was just it was like a C plus. B minus. Hmm. Yeah, I thought C plus. It, yeah. C plus. Um I'd I'd probably tend a little more towards that. I thought that especially in the beginning, like there is a lot of text. Um and not with something that I'm particularly interested in you know what i mean because they don't give you anything about what she's working on it's just i'm a scientist on the verge of a breakthrough is the, I'm the, the thing. 
Yeah. A, a really a really good example of that problem too like is the uh, the conversation she's having with her soon to be ex-husband. Yes. I got the whole argument in the first panel. Yeah. And there's then it goes way more on than one. For a, a page and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like I get it. She's a workaholic. He got tired of it. He left. Mm-hmm. But then it's a whole thing yeah. where they just hammer the point home and then the end of that sequence is her realizing like, Oh, maybe I should go have a beer. Oh, whatever. Like it's, it's a lot of, it's not on the nose. It's literally, it's the fucking nose. It's, it's very broad. Nose. It's, nose. Yeah. it's an in your face nose. Yeah. And like they said, like you mentioned, they set up the, I don't usually drink, but I'm might in the conversation with the husband. <laughs> it could probably just be introduced in the bar. Um, it's, I think you yeah. guys are misreading that. Um, at the very end there, she gets off the phone with him. You know, he's talking about how you never even, as long as I've known you, you've never gone out to like have a beer or whatever. And then yeah. she gets off the phone with him and goes, oh, grab a beer. Yeah, like that's important. Right, right. So even at the end of that oh. conversation, she's not interested. It's not like, oh, yeah, maybe I should grab a beer. She's going, no, she beer is not the, the important thing. She hasn't had the bad thing happen yet that right. causes her to want to. I'm, I'm talking about like the economy of storytelling, though. Not... Not just like the punchline of the scene, the fact that the scene could have ended a page and a half earlier, and yeah. we, oh, see, still, we still learned what we needed to learn. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I felt like that was kind of the case with it. <laughs> it was just, it was just all cliches. Like they were, yeah. like I know that's how people talk with each other at times, but yeah, it, everyone was an archetype and had their little roles to enter and exit her life. <laughs> The champagne so toasting like, people who have stolen yeah. her idea that are. I, I yeah. swear to God, so, I, I yeah, heard that. That, that was. Yeah, that was my problem. Was that issue? I'm like, really? You guys are just out eviling each other in this room? Be like, right. ah, yes, we yeah. really. Even the receptionist guy is just like, did I do right. that else there? Like, yeah, he's like working the phones. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, and, what if we did this to her? <laughs> and, and if it's yeah. the intention of the story that we'll learn like a couple issues later, that the whole tone of this book is against the wall, bouncing to the other side. Like, great. But this was yeah. like the first instance of it. And after the, the previous scenes, it was just like, OK, yeah. it's either out of place or it happened too late because that feels weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was definitely egregious. That one scene specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't uh, why why I don't, do they have it? <laughs> yeah. I don't care enough to uh, read the second issue of this. No, I. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going however, to. I think I pulled uh, it, and it's only five issues. So. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll check back with us or report back to us. Uh, New Burn number one from Image Comics, written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Jacob Phillips. Easton Newburn is a private detective without loyalties, investigating conflicts between rival crime factions while connecting enemies along the way. In his debut issue, a man is murdered after stealing from his own mafia family, but they aren't the ones who ordered the hit. Dot, dot, dot. Um, Come. <laughs> yes. Uh, this was fine. Uh, I, I, you know, I was looking forward to Chip Zdarsky. I really like him as a writer. I don't think everything he writes is, you know, gold, but, uh, for the most part, I I like him as a writer and this one just didn't, it was fine. Uh, It didn't really speak to me a whole heck of a lot. And, um, I mean, his, his 
whole deal, Newburn's whole thing is interesting. The fact that he is a private detective who's who works for the mafia, um, something I haven't really seen before. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like but, the mafias. He is yeah, yeah, like, like mafia. Yeah, he is the mafia. He is, he is <laughs> Switzerland. Yeah, he is there. Yeah. Uh, Switzerland. He's the private investigator. The, the with UN inspector. I think he meant. Yeah, he's says, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool too. Uh, this was like a this was like the pilot of a great TV show. Hmm. Um, there's not enough. The, all there is is premise here. It's, yeah. but I enjoyed it. I think it's interesting enough. Hmm. Um, yeah. this will be a great. This will be a great trade. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting to have read this and Human Target in the same week. Uh, yes. There's certainly a number of similarities. They both handle uh, a mystery, and I think both do it well. I mean, in different ways. We don't have the solution in um, in the Human Target, but I thought that it was a cool, a cool like solve on a uh, yeah on Newman's part. I will love. I will exponentially love this book more mm-hmm. if every single issue. Ah. is a small case you got like a if little this, thing going on yeah if this becomes if this is actually like an anthology book with the same characters not on like a procedural television show mm-hmm. i am so fucking down i think that's awesome mm. but if it's if there is a larger super arc story that they're gonna start mm. telling i would love that maybe like seven or eight issues in like my guess let's is let's just let's just play with these characters yeah. in in and like time jumps and mm. a week later tend to, do they know each other now? Like mm. be, I would just, I would just love something a little bit more out of the box than, um, uh, mafia stuff. Yeah. I guess I want law and order from the perspective of the mafia. That's kind of what <laughs> I want this to be, but I don't um, know. We'll see. I've never seen that show. So I don't know, uh, how much it lines up already, but, um, I have an idea. The, my guess is that there will be, if nothing else, there will be this overarching story about him and his new partner or, or mm-hmm. protege or whatever, who I think was introduced in a very cool way. Um, I like the journals and how you find out who Emily is, but don't know it first and then find out. Um, and it's an interesting setup for the beginning of a relationship. Um, and uh, it, this is probably not a book that I personally am going to pick up and and see how it is every week, but I'd be really interested to know, like if you end up carrying or reading it or whatever. It makes you wonder who the protagonist is. Mm. Newburn? Well, I mean, actually, I I think Newburn, yeah, Newburn just seems to be a bit of a a plot device and the antagonist might end up actually Emily. Like it's definitely about Newburn, but maybe her, he's a a force within her life. Just like the great Gatsby where it's actually the main character is actually the secondary character. Is that right? I never read that one. Either. Jesus Christ, man. Well, it doesn't take place in the future or anything. So <laughs> not science fiction. So yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Gatsby is not the main character. He is the subject uh, of the main character's story. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, I think I would have liked this better if it was drawn, drawn by Greg Smallwood. Or, yeah. or Sean Phillips, Jacob's oh. brother. <laughs> Oh, yeah, his lines aren't as tight. Oh, yeah. Jacob yeah. Phillips is the colorist of Ed and Sean's shit. And oh, the only other thing that I know that he's drawn before was that book, Bad Texas Blood. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it does feel like. 
uh, I was my head wants to say bargain Sean Phillips, but it's not. It's looser mm-hmm. kind of Sean Phillips. It's like the, the the lines are just a little looser and the faces aren't as um, defined. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's very serviceable, but it just it feels even the even the color palette is kind of muted. It feels like a procedural. Like yeah. this is a no frills story. I'm telling you, here it is mm-hmm. presented in no frills. And they do a good job of setting him up to Newburn. Yeah. Like he is, he is placed within his reality very capably um, so that you get the sense of who he is and that he ought to be there. You know, he fits there. Now there's yeah, a second um, part to this too. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, it's like a, yeah, I, mean, I already kind of forgot it. I thought it was a preview for the other, for another comic until JD pointed out <laughs> that it wasn't. And uh, I don't really know what was going on in it. The art's pretty cool. But um, there wasn't there wasn't a lot to go on. I guess it takes place in the world of Newburn, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm we'll sure we'll. I'm sure he'll come into hmm. the Newburn story. Yeah. Sure. Um. Yeah. Report back and let me know how this is. I'm not going to bother. I. I'm. I'm. It's going to be word of mouth for me. Hmm. Yeah. Happy um, Hey. Hey. In addition to liking and subscribing on YouTube, uh, you you can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructor. You can help us out, um, much like Tyler did. Tyler, for just joining. Thank you, Tyler. Really appreciate it. And um, uh, you can follow us and like on Facebook. We stream there as well. If you look up Colts Pop Podcast and... Um, you can come down to my comic shop, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. That's it. And promo block. I nailed it. Um, nice. Oh, it looks like we're bringing back a beloved segment called Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. Thank you. You got it. This one is for Noel's vacation reading. Noel. Oh. Okay. Okay. So. 60 seconds. I read a, I read a good chunk of things. This isn't actually all of it. Some of it was digital, hmm. but I'll tell you what these are, and then you guys can pick which one I do a sixty second review on. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, cool. All right, so we've got the Incredible Hulk by Jason Aaron and uh, Mike Silvestri. Okay. Oh, I'm curious. Go on. <laughs> do we each get uh, a yeah. pick, or do we have to sure. decide okay. on one? Yeah, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, good. Oh, good, good. Nice. Um, yes, we get two. Uh, Star Wars or Star Wars Darth Vader Volume One by Greg Pak. Cool. Uh, Redneck, up to mm. volume four. Mm. Donny Cates. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, volume one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Chariot, which we read the first issue of. Oh, together. the guy with the yeah. car, yes. Mm. Uh, Black Cat, volume one, by Jed McKay. Oh, mm. interesting. The Magic Order, by Mark Miller ah. and Olivier Colpiet. Is that just issue one? Of that? Are these all oh, the trades? These are all trades. Oh, I thought Magic Order. I just saw it on the new releases today. So oh, Magic two Order Two, yeah. bro. Cool, gotcha. I'm right. Uh, old Man Hawkeye. Oh, very good. That's oh. the whole series. Um, sixty-ish. Cool. Uh, and Reckless Book Three: Destroy All Monsters. Let me ask you this: uh, In addition to uh, these, I actually did you spend any time with your wife on your honeymoon? Yeah, dude, she she was laying on the beach, and I next to her, I was laying down reading books. Cool. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And no, and no instance did I disappear and go read. It was literally just with her the whole time because she's That's a lovely. she's a quiet beach layer kind of person. That's cool. Mars wants to know um, what about us? Do we get a pick? 
Sure, sure. Uh, but also, Mars, you get a pick these, because you asked. You get the pick. In addition to these, I also read um, War of the Bounty Hunters, the Star Wars War of the Bounty oh, Hunters. Oh wow! The whole and, thing. Uh, just the just the main series, just the oh. just the, the stuff that we weren't reading for the show, but we wanted to. So I had the yeah. digital copies ready to go, and then um, uh, I put a I put a good dent into Fables. Uh, okay. So like maybe the first two volumes of Fables. Oh, but yeah. That's it. Okay. Right. So who who wants to hear about whatever of these? Let's see. I forgot. No, Jenny, I think we should. Oh, my my yeah. pick is the um the the Jason Aaron Incredible Hulk. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> that makes it a little easier for me because I had like four possible choices. Um, you know, Noel, I'm interested to see what, uh, to hear what you think about Fables. I've never read it. And, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Fables, and then uh, does Mars would like yeah, Old Man Hawkeye? Oh, very oh. good. Thank you, Mars. Because nice. <laughs> I loved it. Um, nice. Okay. So, 60 seconds on the clock. Who wants, which one's go, which one's go, you know what? I'll do Fables first. It won't even okay. be 60 seconds. I'm going to put 60 seconds on your clock. Let me wet One. my whistle. Oh. And. Okay. Start round. <laughs> so, uh, Fables Compendium, Volume 1. I've got about 10, 15 chapters out of 45. Uh, the series is well over 150 issues. Um, I'm on the third arc. It, uh, written by. Bill Willingham. Bill Willingham with art by Mark Buckingham, yes. Willingham and Buckingham. <laughs> um, it's a, it's fascinating. It's, it's, um, it, it's very dated in how it's written. It's not written like modern comics. It's actually written a little bit more like, um, late eighties, early nineties. It's, <laughs> it's almost overly written. It's very, it's very vertigo in like a good way. Um, yeah. you, uh, you specifically, uh, Brian reading mm. it felt like reading Lucifer oh. it doesn't it doesn't talk down to you at all it expects you to kind of like rise to its level um, and I, it's pretty fascinating it's not a quick read it's mm. it's a rewarding read so I wasn't able to like, End of plow round. through it I didn't, I didn't want to plow through it for sure mm. um, I should check that out I think you would really <laughs> like it uh. and I, I actually I think the co- compendiums out of print JD you should check on that mm. like it's a good it's a good book yeah, yeah, because he's got one of them in the shop, and I, I saw, I was like, it's like, oh, nuts! It's Compendium Three. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Like Volume Three. Yeah. Um, all right. All so right, what next? Incredible Hulk by Jason Aaron and Mark Sylvester. Awesome. All right, go. This is fucking weird. Yeah, it is. This book is fucking weird. Um, I read it in one sitting. It's not good. It's not bad. <laughs> um, it's but emphasis on it's not is, good. you know what i it's it reads very much like um jason aaron ghost rider ghost rider run yeah Yeah. this is but that was good this is a b movie with like a big budget and starring all 90s action heroes it is stupid it's wildly stupid i hate the art (laughs) like it's really bad mark silvestri like like everyone is like real fucking edgy and i it was really bad, but I feel like the writing knows what it's doing and it swerves into the dumb. So mm-hmm. I was almost hate reading it by the end and enjoyed hate reading it. So it's very, it's, it's very mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. I have the rest of the run that I will end finish. I think round. it's another trade. 
but it's a hard wreck. This is like only for yeah. fanboys. It's yeah. a really hard recommendation. I, I'm curious because I believe I read it when it was before I realized who Jason Aaron really was. Um, and I, I was like, what is this? This is weird as hell. I don't know if I it's, like this. But then after reading Ghost Rider and loving it, I went, maybe I should go back and revisit that Jason Aaron Hulk. So, yeah. All right. I, I mean, I, I guess I, I could spoil it but like they separate themselves no. as actual bodies oh uh, very cool thing. that's always yeah. a fun thing with it I, I thought you were referring to it as a hard wreck w-r-e-c-k no. it's like what a hard wreck oh, oh, man <laughs> like it's, it's hard to wreck yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, all right so old man hawkeye Ooh. complete right, collection go. one through 12 this is fucking phenomenal uh mm. written by ethan Sachs what? with art by um marco cicero for 10 of the 12 issues it is so incredibly good this takes place before old man logan so it is the you know universe 45 years later after all of the villains actually uh finally coordinate a plan and take everyone out this is what happened to hawkeye and he is suffering from glaucoma and only has like maybe a week or two before he goes completely blind he's at like 45 percent now so he starts missing targets um so his doctor essentially tells him like hey if you ever wanted to see something again or get something done, you should do it now. So he goes on a revenge road trip <laughs> and it's oh. essentially issue by issue. He is taking out former ven- uh, members of the Thunderbolts that wronged him. Wow. Uh, and on his tail the whole time is Marshall Bullseye with a cybernetic eye who works for the Red Skull. It is <sighs> so fucking good. Like I End of round. blew through these 12 issues like they were popcorn this was wow. my f- my second favorite read of the entire trip was this book it's so good that is so good. i had no interest in that book whatsoever it's damn it no uh, marco cicetto marco yeah, oh i mean he's great cicetto cicetto is great um, it made, it all was right so good. Mars, it made i hope, want to go back you like that it was so good it made me want to go back and reread old man logan oh, oh. nice I do remember liking that quite a bit. Uh, Mari says, thanks. Sounds awesome. Excellent. All right, let's move on to Dark Knights of Steel, number one, DC Comics. What? Written by Tom Taylor with art by Yasmin Putri. Putri. An entire medieval world will be forever changed when a ship crash lands from a doomed planet. Monarchs will die, kingdoms will rise, and what seemed the end of the world for many well, it was only the beginning. An oh. epic high fantasy story set in a DC universe where nothing is what it seems. Now, what it seems to me is like a DC version of medieval. It's just like a medieval DC. Does it, that's what it seems no, like to me. Is it no, not that? It must not be. Apparently not. Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> I, I think there's a name for that, like uh, other worlds. Uh, some his things world, his world can't Elf. shant or wouldn't exist. Yeah. Else, else lands. What was that? Yeah. Else, that was else, else lands. <laughs> um, this was dope as hell. Um, Tom Taylor is another one of my artists, uh, writers that I really, really like, and I look forward to anything they're writing. Uh, I wish I liked Dark Ages a little bit more um, from Marvel Comics, which is another book that he's currently working on. Oh yeah, yeah. But this, and I, again. Medieval DC. I was like, I don't, I don't care about this. I don't, I don't know. Maybe this will be another Dark Ages where I'm just kind of like reading it because it's um, Tom Taylor. 
but uh i was wrong this was great um the art is wonderful the dialogue is fun um the the comedy lands i think and um there's a, there's quite a bit quite a couple twists in here that i wasn't expecting um yeah i, I thought it was awesome it was the first thing i read this morning um first thing i read for this week and i was not disappointed what did you think brian um, I, I similarly loved it. Now I was excited. I was like, Ooh, DC middle ages. it sounds good. Um, and it's an interesting twist that Jor-El and Lara make it to earth. Um, and Kal-El is born here. Um, so Jor-El and Lara are like part of the setup for the story, which is not something that is commonly done. You know, normally no. when they do these else worlds, they kind of are, are echoes of what happens in the main continuity as opposed to, uh, something a little, a little like uh, playing around with what could have happened, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really cool. They talked for a while about the Green Man, right? And I'm like, that's either Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter. I'll tell you what, it was, it was one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, although we don't know which which one. I of think those. we have a really good idea as to which one it was. No, sorry. Um, all right, we spoil. It was Green Lantern, but which Green Lantern? You know, uh, no, yeah, good guy or not? Yeah. You know, who knows? Um, I like the costume designs. Also, the the Batman as a knight, but also Superman as like mm -hmm. a lord kind of thing, and their relationship is most interesting. Yes, <laughs> I, I, the the reveals at the end of this issue. Hmm. Um, this is twelve issues. This is a. Oh, a big magnum opus. Cool. Um, the reveals at the end of this issue make me make me suspect or, or hope that it's going to be as expansive as Game of Thrones and friends yeah. slash brothers maybe won't feel that way and or yeah. will fight well, over. I'm like, so, so yeah. we're going to we're going to we're going to spoil it. Right. So the reveal at the end for anyone Sorry, guys, we're spoiling it. The real reveal at the end is that Batman is actually Jor-El's other son. His mm. bastard. Uh, jo Not unlike jo Jon Snow. Jon Snow, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but unlike Jon Snow, uh, this guy knows stuff. Mm. Jon Snow knew nothing. He knows nothing. Yeah. Well, he knew how to service a woman. What? Yeah, Ooh, he yeah, eventually he did. did. Down in, a, in that cave... Boy, did he. Yes. Uh, anyway, like, so yeah, here's your the thing. That thing you do with your mouth. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, we find out that Bruce is Jor-El's son and that Jor-El had slept with Martha Wayne. What I thought was going to happen was before we realized, before we got hints that Bruce had powers, I thought the reveal was going to be that, okay, so when Laura and Jor-El land, they are greeted by folks from the, the nearby fiefdom. And I thought the reveal was going to be that when they murdered, when he murdered all of them with his heat vision and one fell swoop, that that was the house of Wayne. Wayne. Mm. And that he had murdered all of the Waynes in that one blast. And then they took over and made it the house of Kent or house of L. Um, so I think that also would have been pretty cool. But I'm also happy with like, oh, shit, you slept with with Martha. Damn. Yeah. Most unexpected. I, I hope and suspect that this is going to be like a, you know, a lot of the, I, like I'm an older reader. So I I remember the Elseworld stories, how they would oh. yes. twist things around. But then they would also they would always they would always do a twist on the 
common trope or paradigm. So you've got these friends mm-hmm. who are clashing against each other for some reason or other, but then kind of either work through it and or so like, I mean, what's what's a better conflict than the rights to this throne after the monarch is destroyed? Yeah. Right. And I just I and and the, the where they both come from, one being a little bit more altruistic and I could do it, I could do it, and the other one being like, you know, Batman. yeah i i thought this was wonderful and the uh, who the hell is yasmin putri because she's amazing this so good really fits the story era that it's in um you know i didn't notice before the um the stained glass that is Mm -hmm. present in the wayne's uh, like throne room there's like krypton i guess them coming to earth and some other thing oh really Oh. I guess so. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, also, when we get Jefferson oh, Pierce cool. and Constantine, unexpected yeah. uh, uh, sort of so, additions here. Yeah. Oh well, like the 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 other house, the other like their enemies are the Jefferson House or the the Castle Jefferson or whatever, mm-hmm. like the Jefferson Kingdom, and Constantine is their mage. I it's yeah. just so such crazy weird stuff, and I I just I can't wait for later issues where they just kind of keep revealing like medieval versions of, of legacy DC characters. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, Yasmin does has been doing a lot of cover work, like some far sector punchline future state, Gotham Nightwing. Um, any interiors that I had read and not, that's what I'm looking for. I'm seeing a lot of covers, but I'm not sure how many interiors she's done, but man, I hope she does a lot more. Apparently, yeah. uh, apparently this has been in the works for a while. Like, I think Tom Taylor had made note that he was he's been trying to get this off the ground and they've been pre working on it for the last like a year or two. Oh, cool. So hopefully a chunk is in the can and it's just going to start coming out like clockwork because this is too fun. This is yeah. too good. Yeah. You know, guys, I, like I didn't this. notice oh. that um, Bruce Wayne's eyes are glowing red in the final panel. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. That bodes well. He's yeah. a little Kryptonian boy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, the scene where Jor gets it in the eye. Blech. Yeah. Squirt. Uh, so also, the, one, guys- the, one, the one question I had for Brian, we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, what, why does Green Lantern need Green Arrow? He So Green Lantern makes a construct of the arrow, and then... Green Arrow shoots the arrow. Green mm-hmm. Lantern could just shoot the arrow with his ring. Is the arrow a construct, or is it just imbued with something that the Green Man did to Oh, it? that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, my answer was, even if the arrow is a construct, like it's one thing to maintain this construct, but he, from that distance, which I guess has to be a pretty great distance because right. Jor-El could be aware... Um, so right. he can like focus on maintaining the arrow, but couldn't. And then he could just do it. focus it in that direction. Guys. Yeah. He flies. He does. Why does it need to be shot from that distance? He could go above get- them and then just blank bloop, bloop them right in the face. I think, I think above. we're just, we're just straight up assuming that it is Green Lantern. Ah, hmm. And he does have a different kind of ring too. Like who knows what the, it is just yeah. it is just a ring that is imbuing. The, like it could be yeah. some version of Firestorm who's creating kryptonite in an arrow. 
It's possible. Maybe. Like we don't know. Be. I was thinking it was just the arrow head we'll that see. he made. Um, I don't think he made it at all. It just okay. seems like he did something to it that makes it penetrate. Yeah, some kryptonite ish, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because in the panel before that, Noel's right. In the panel before that, you can see Oliver with his arrow. So the arrow is there. Yeah. It's Including got, a, it's got arrow an head. arrow head. It's true. So yeah, he's he's doing something to it, hmm. kryptoniting it. So you might be right, Noel. Maybe yeah. it's not yeah, yeah. Green Lantern. Uh, Tom Taylor is smarter than me, so I'm assuming he's got this. <laughs> he may not be smarter than you, but it's his story. Right, he already thought about it for a little he's bit. He's getting you, he, yeah. like he's, he's, he's taking you off the uh, the, the plot. He's got a cool, uh, the green arrow has a cool, like, sight on his bow, which is like a period-appropriate telescope um, that uh, is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, this, 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 awesome. This was so good. I am, this is another one that I'm just, I can't wait for another issue to come out. It's yeah. very good. Uh, all right, let's move in right along. I have not read this issue. I forgot that we were supposed to, even though I'm the one who selected it. Hellboy, the Giants, number one, Dark Horse Comics, Mike Mignola, with art by Christopher Golden. When a startling discovery is made in Sweden, the BPRD sends Hellboy and Abe Sapien to investigate. What ensues is a wild adventure full of Norse legends, mythical creatures, and a threat that could bring not just Earth, but the nine realms of North mythology to their knees. Uh, I picked this because I was like, man, you know, one of these days, Jadles, one of these days, you're going to, you're going to read a Hellboy comic and you're going to give a shit. Uh, (laughs) You just keep on trying, my dude. One of these days you'll get there. And uh, I haven't done it. And then uh, I actually literally forgot that we were going to be talking about it. Otherwise I was like, Definitely Maybe you're it. just like allergic to it. You're just alert. Like it's not good or bad. It's just, yeah. it's like, a, it's like face blindness, but it's just <laughs> for the Hellboy universe. Yeah. I don't know what like, it I is. know I it's just... there, but it's always over here and I can't focus on it. Like it's over here. It just listen. And then it moves. It's got, and you're it's like, got what's elements going on? of things that I like. It's it's like it's got a spooky vibe. It's got Mike Mignola yeah. art or at least yeah. Mike Mignola adjacent art. Um, it's got a demon with a. He's got a right hand of doom. There's yes. monsters to punch. All sorts of stuff to love about Hellboy. But for some reason, I've never read a story and been like, ah, yes, I very much need the next issue of this. Did you what like did the you movies? Guys think of it? I liked the movies fine enough. Cool. Okay. Oh, I love the movies. Yeah, yeah me too. Especially the second one. Yeah, the, the second first one. Was... The first Hellboy movie, by even though it's Guillermo del Toro, everything about that movie feels stilted and mm. staged. And no one feels comfortable in their roles yet. I think that that all falls to the wayside with Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. Hmm. Uh, Everyone feels like they they kind of have a grasp on their characters and they're not just like hanging out under a bunch of latex uh, uncomfortably. Um, And they have a lot more fun with it. But uh, that, you know, again, it was fine. And I've actually quite enjoyed the one that has the most slack, uh, the flack. Everyone hates the most recent Hellboy. I actually thought that was a bucket of fun. Oh, cool! I didn't see that. It was, it was a, it was a, that was a big budget TV movie. It was, it was yeah. bad, but it was like really good bad. I think it knew it was kind of bad. It, it, yeah, it was like really good at being yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, and it was just straight gory and yeah, goopy. I'm gonna watch that again. Yeah, it was cool. fun. Um, 
Uh, I I enjoy Hellboy. I have not read all of it. I will go back one day and just kind of give it a give it a go. Um, but I over the years I've read a really a really good chunk of Hellboy. I used to be obsessed with it. The oh, first yeah. the first like three or four volumes I was absolutely obsessed with and just kind huh. of kept reading. I owned the first two library editions for so long oh, back when I nice. back when I couldn't afford comics as just like a yeah. college student. I you know, wasted all of my pennies on those $50, $60 library editions, um, which I've since sold. Uh, but the I've always appreciated Hellboy as a character, not just because of like the logistics of the character, but the the way that he is always depicted um, is not unlike a plumber or a construction worker. Yeah, I love the the tone of these books is just so fun where it's life and death apocalypse. Yeah. I'm a demon, whatever. Fuck. Yeah. Great. Cool. Um, he's just essentially just unclogging toilets. Like hmm. that's, that's the approach that he, that's how he approaches every problem. It's just like, what do I punch? Where do I punch it? Ah, crap, whatever. Great. Like his non plus attitude for some reason really, really works for me because it's a juxtaposition hmm. against this really weird shit that's happening everywhere. You know, his partners have fish. His best friend is a gas bubble. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's weird, but they don't comment on it being weird, which seems very rote now, but 20 years ago, mm. 20, 30 yeah. years ago, when this first started, it was not. Um, so with all that said, this was a Hellboy story. This was just a, you know, I'm going to take something from either Norse or Arthurian mythology or even Lovecraft mythology plop it in the Hellboy universe and these these uh you know workmen paranormal investigators are just gonna deal like it was it was comfortable my um my way of describing Hellboy was always oh well all right I guess he eats some pancakes he says damn uh and he gets punched through a stone wall by a tentacle that's the first movie. That's Hellboy. Yeah. That's that's all of Hellboy for me. Like all of the stories I've ever read. <laughs> ah, I mean, that is the first movie. To be completely fair, Pancakes. no, I mean the comic books. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying this like those are the, the things movie. that also Guillermo yeah. pulled out for just the movie. Yeah. But like the book gets crazy with he's the heir of Arthur, um, the yeah. Lady in the Lake. Like they play with tons of shit. There's a whole cycle where he actually is in hell post apocalypse. Like it's fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah. But I think it's the a other thing that flavor, the other thing that distances me is they're infuriating. Um, the the way that they publish this, the series, yeah. hmm. everything is a four issue mini series that I have no idea. None of the, none of the trade paperbacks are labeled with numbers so that I know this is number one, this is number two, this is number three. It's just Hellboy BPRD 1953. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's, um, it's infuriating. I, yeah. Um, if it wasn't like when this all first started, the internet wasn't as massive as it is now. So mm -hmm. like, I remember asking comic shops like, so do I need to read the first BPRD to enjoy the second mm -hmm. Hellboy series? Which one's the second one? Uh -huh. But the second one that came out is Strange Tales, but that takes place before the first one. So it's not the real second one. <sighs> like, 
even I, to this the, day. This is called well, Hellboy, The Bones of Giants, part one of four. No is, idea well, where I this mean, takes place. In current continuity, Hellboy's gone. So oh. all of these new stories, I think so. I'm almost positive. Now I gone. feel bad for ragging on him. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> all of these stories so are all of these new Hellboy stories are either of a young Hellboy or in the past. Uh, gotcha. So like now it's not that big of a problem. However, yeah, when they were coming out and they were coming out so sporadically that hmm. you didn't know where and, and how they would even be on shelves. Only now are they easy to read because I think they have them just in like large trade paperback collections. That's just one through four. And just, you can get a reading then, order. Like, go and online we'll, and look for a reading well, order. Well, like, now, now the reprints are all mapped in order. Oh, okay. So you could just start with, like, I think it's, I think they call them omnibuses, but they're really only just, like, <laughs> thick trades. Thick boys. Yeah. You could just yeah. one through four and read the whole Hellboy experience. The, the And only the main stories. They don't include the little side adventures mm-hmm. or the one shot about pancakes or any of that shit. It's mm-hmm. just It's just the main stories. Yeah, there were actually two number one issues that came out this week, I believe. Of Hellboy. Uh, yes. <laughs> two different uh two different ones. Um yeah, that's not a dark, to find them there. That's a oh oh <laughs> that's a that's a, like a specific dark horse problem too. I I'm um I know like the big like uh, the big deal with Bendis now is that he's moving his stuff over to Dark Horse and he made oh. he made a Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jinx World is now all Dark Horse. Jesus Christ. Um, but cool. the, he made he made a kind of, a, you know, jokes or assertions about like the people at Dark Horse. They kind of just build their own little worlds or corners. So you've got like Jeff Lemire, all the crazy black hammer shit. Um, and then doing the, the multi- same thing Hellboy does. Exactly. The magnitude of miniseries that are connected, but not really connected. And, and same with Hellboy. And he mentioned that. And I'm just like. Man, motherfucker, just just number your shit, please. Just yeah. number your shit, just, please. Get some the triangle back, numberings. At the at yeah, least. at the very least, yeah. triangle numbering, or if yeah. the, like newer readers who don't know what we're talking right. about, like yeah. if a story arc moved across different titles underneath the number, there'd be a little triangle or a little a little yeah. diamond that actually had the part four yeah. in mm-hmm. of of like ten. Or legacy numbering is fine. Yeah, yeah. right. Like Marvel um, does. I, I mean, I would be ha- I would be super happy with just the trade paperbacks having volume numbers. Yes, you can have a you can have multiple five issue minis and do one through five till the cows come home. Hmm. But when it's on the shelf, I would like it to yeah. be volume one, volume two, yeah. volume three, and volume four. Yeah, agreed. Uh, speaking of Hellboy, uh, I thought this issue was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was uh, all the stuff I liked about Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. This it, art, man. Yeah, Good really looking. cool art. It's not like it's funny how Hellboy is drawn very much how I expect him in a Mike Mignola thing. The other characters are a little bit less. Mignola? I want to I want to it's um, it's Matt Matt Smith, Smith, Matt Smith, not Christopher Golden. Um, But I didn't even realize that, you know, until you until you pointed it out, because I didn't look at that page. Um, And, uh, you know, it's very, very. Is is it Mignola or Mignola? Mignola. 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 Okay. Um, the North stuff is cool. You guys know the North stuff is right on my alley. Any kind of mythological stuff is right on my alley. It's um, jam. That's my jam. Uh, it's one of my jams. And um, I thought the way that they illustrated Mjolnir here was pretty cool. Give it a giving it an extra L than Marvel Comics does um, in the in the name of it, but also giving it this short stubby handle, which is part of the mythology of Mjolnir. Um, 
and interesting twist. You know, I'm reading it and I'm like, seems pretty Donald Blake like <laughs> right here, um, but it wasn't. You know, as it turns out, uh, and and in a cool way. And I like the way that the issue ended too. They go, they consult this expert. He's like, well, I'm very old. I have to retire for the evening. And then he's running away down the street, you know, as the final pages. Um, so yeah. very interested. You know, I'd, I'd really. Uh, yeah. Did, to like, um, so they. Uh, fancy hammer that keeps getting struck by lightning. Hellboy, like the uh, bull in a china shop he is. He's just like, well, did anybody actually try and fucking pick it up? Yeah. Goes to pick it up, gets struck by lightning when he's picking it up. <laughs> and has this crazy vision essentially is kind of imbued with not imbued with, but just has memories and someone talks through mm. him, but he can't put it down. His yeah. Oh, funny. Hand of yeah. Doom doesn't allow him to put it down. So this fucking hammer is essentially fused into his fist. And he, Oh, you think it's the, it's something about him that doesn't allow him to put it down? Not, not whatever's going on with the hammer. I don't know. Or it could either be whatever. One, either yeah, one yeah. would be incredibly interesting, whether it's mm-hmm. his, Hand of Doom doesn't allow him to let go of a weapon this powerful and or the weapon fuses itself to his hand. Uh, Either Is one that is a deal? Like, it, does his hand kind of have its own intentions? Yeah, uh, he was okay. he was born to bring about the, the apocalypse. The right. um, I forget what it's called. But his hand, his mm-hmm. his crazy big hand the of big Doom, one. it yeah, literally yeah. is. It's a fucking key that opens the gates of hell. Oh, I see. Yeah. But mm-hmm. his... um. When he's born, the hand is that size. So it's like a little baby yeah. Hellboy with a giant, with a giant hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah, it's it's the right hand of Doom. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really moves along. The right hand of Doom. Right hand, right. Looking at it, looking at this issue, man, I I, I want to read it. This cool. looks really good. Yeah. yeah. You should read it. Maybe those will be the one. Yeah. I feel like the best way to approach Hellboy stories are piecemeal. Like we are, we are readers that are very used to kind of linearly traveling through stories, but these public, like the, this publication schedule does not support that for the most part. Mm. So they're all relatively accessible and they're all relatively one shots that just sometimes have connective tissue. Yeah. So, I didn't get any sense at all. Like, yeah. Oh, I need to know what's been going on with Hellboy or even who this other guy was. For all I know, maybe the expert that they talked to, they saw in previous issues, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It, it works so, just as well with that. Uh, Mignola also um, utilizes a lot of like noir tropes mm-hmm. where he'll introduce you to characters within the story without introducing you to characters. So mm-hmm. like everyone in these stories has been around for forever and or has relationships, but they don't tell you what they are. So like mm-hmm. you do feel like you're missing something. However, it's never it's never been written. So, like, hmm. they make a joke here about how, like, I thought you'd want me dead because of that thing that you did in Europe. Yeah. You don't know what that is. And, right. But it's like it's a noir trope of, like, everyone's yeah. got a story and everyone's got a past. It's just right. it's, like, it's, it's just a, a part world of the building kind of thing. thing. Yeah. 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 Very well done. Yeah, but awesome. without but by other writers, if it was less, it was done slightly less successfully than it would feel like. What the fuck? Did, did I miss an issue? Did right. I like? Right. What's right. Going on? Especially yeah. something as long running as Hellboy. Um, yeah. But I get that sense with, you know, just because um, this is a one of four, there's another one that was a one of four that came out. Um, I get that sense with Hellboy that these are kind of characters that you can approach. Like there is a period of time in their stories where they're just like regular Hellboy, regular Abe Sapien, like Superman or the Flash or whatever. Like you could do a four issue miniseries yeah. without having to know what else has been going on with them. 
Yeah, I and like I'm almost I haven't read them all, but I'm almost positive in regards to Hellboy and the BPRD series. Mm. They've kind of the main plot has kind of been told like okay. the big stories yeah. have been told and they're over. Mm-hmm. Now all the Hellboy and, and BPRD stuff that's coming out is set in the past or mm. ancillary. Like Hellboy's adventure with Mjolnir kind of thing. Yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. So like the the big Hellboy story is over. The big yeah. BPRD story is over. Now it's stuff like like Hellboy and the BPRD 1952. Mm-hmm. Like that is just a story that takes place in 1952 that is, you know, outside of the mega arc that's already done so like mm-hmm. all this all the stuff that's been coming out has not it's like not main continuity it's all just huh. and we read one for the show a little while ago that i i liked i think the general oh, consensus the, um, was good the frankenstein one yeah i loved yeah. it i loved yeah. the frankenstein one that was really really good the one with the 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 lady that was a that is a the detective detective kinda, lady that that was like fine it was okay yeah that i felt was more in the universe of this, which like more of a tie in than this thing, or even the Frankenstein thing um, felt more like of the, the cloth of Hellboy from what little I know about it, even art wise, like that one didn't have any kind of Mignola feel to it at all. Agree. Yeah. So JD, which Hellboy story do you want to read next week? (laughs) Um, Hellboy in hell. You want to just skip to Hellboy now? Right. Oh yeah, why not? Cool. Yeah. yeah, the last issue. Yeah. <laughs> why not just the last half of the last issue? Yeah. Why the last panel. Bog, bog yourself down. Put its page. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I bet it says gonna, the end. <laughs> I am only going to read the ads in the last <laughs> issue of Hellboy. You get a sense of the world as it was when it was coming yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. So what are you trying to sell me? Yeah. Book from ten years ago. Stratego. I'm interested. Post yeah. despise. These kids look like they're having fun. (laughs) You know what I'm excited about for next week, though? What is it? Robin and Batman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. By Jeff Lemire. Interesting. And Dustin Nguyen. We should read it. We we, we will. Good. Um, (laughs) All right. So, Brian? Yeah? It has been wonderful. Thank you very much. Talking to you. Thank you. You're dead to me. Leave. Uh, All right. Kindly go fuck off. Now we're going to talk about the Eternals. Since I am going to be, I haven't gotten to see that yet, but I did see a movie we talked about. So just uh, one second, Dune. I really liked it. Uh, excellent classic sci-fi. Really felt like a seventies sci-fi kind of aesthetic in some ways. The grandness of it, um, kind of austere vastness, and uh, the story was great. It didn't move along quickly or full of a lot of action, but I wanted more like as it was going, like I noticed the length, but I was totally cool with it. Um, having been made aware that it would end very abruptly being only the first half of the movie. I didn't think it was too abrupt. Um, I thought it was a natural place for the story to end given the constraints of it being split up into two parts. Um, yeah, everything looks really cool. The, the acting was great. The, the import of the story was conveyed very well. Um, the, the gravity of it. And uh, I'm really into it and I'm, I'm really want to see more. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I liked I'm it. Gonna, we're, you know, we do a movie club and a book club every other, every Tuesday night, actually. And um, 
movie club is going to we're going to be doing dune for movie club so oh. um i'm very excited to watch it on hbo max hbo max yeah. till november 21st oh yeah. i got a time budget shit yeah oh it's okay so well, I, I was gonna it. say i think it's next week because uh, i thought that like when you put the schedule up for the book and movie clubs i was just like is it still going to be on by then but yeah no, it'll be on. so yeah yeah um, oh, and then also tomorrow night will be our Far Sector Book Club on Zoom. Oh, very good. So uh, if anyone just in that, hit me up. I can get Zoom link. You can just hang out and talk with uh, with us all on on screen. Uh, Brian, fun. get the hell out. All right, loving off. All right, Noel and I got a chance to see the Eternal new Marvel blockbuster film. It is directed by. Please out. Chloe Zhao. We know her from? Uh, Nomadland. Nomadland. Academy Award winning Chloe Zhao. Oh. No shit. I do not know her name. I have not seen Nomadland. Have you seen it? Uh, No. No. Okay, great. Um, And uh, Liz, it's got a bunch of people in it. Bunch of actors. Uh, It has. I mean... If we had notes, <laughs> one second. Um, it has people who play these characters by the names of Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Don Lee, Kumail Nandiani, Barry Keough, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry. Wow. Yeah, there are ten main characters in this book in this movie. Ten main characters, and I have very limited experience with the Eternals as a property uh, in the whole. We we for book club on the Cult Pop podcast have discussed the Neil Gaiman miniseries, and we found it lacking. I don't think we were particularly impressed. Um, Didn't really care. Boring as shit. Boring as shit. It was really boring. Uh, uh, I read the we did the first volume of Kieran Gillen's Eternals, which is currently uh, on the shelves, and that is with art by um, Isad Isad Rubish. Rubish. Yeah, and uh, much much better, much much better. Oh, I, yeah, I I surprisingly enjoyed it a lot yeah. more than I thought I would. Same. Um, all right. So my feelings on this movie, we're going to keep this a little tight because I still have to do my orders for the night. But my feelings on the movie were, I don't think I'm going to care about this movie. Uh, It looks interesting. It looks like it's different than everything we've seen thus far. I don't particularly care about these characters. I don't care as much about these actors. They're all fine actors. Um, But really, there was no emotional excitement for me. I was not like, oh, man, I can't wait for Eternals. like the fan style uh, excitement, like, you know, like, oh, I've waited forever yeah. to see this character yes. on film. Holy shit. Yeah. OK, I get it. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, it's a bunch of people. I don't know. Doing stuff. Cool, I guess. And um, and I but I kind of likened it to Guardians of the Galaxy when we first heard not saw, but we first heard that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be a Marvel major Marvel property. I went, oh, my God, really? We're dipping into the guardians now like oh we've gone that low and i poo-pooed it and i was like no one's gonna give a shit about the fucking guardians of the galaxy and then i saw it i ate my hat and then i ate somebody else's hat because i was so wrong and uh, i was you had me on this analogy you had me on this analogy until then because i was the asshole that was reading guardians of the galaxy and just fucking 
did cartwheels. Like there's no <gasps> fucking like it was like the it was this this big thing about how like they have the biggest balls in the world when it comes to intellectual property because they're gonna make a raccoon in a tree yeah. main characters. Yeah. Like that just blew me away. But in regards to this, yeah, no, I had absolutely no care or affinity for the Eternals yeah. at all. And as I was sitting through it, I was going, well, this is interesting. This is kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. It's fine. Um, you know, I, I, I respect the pacing of this. I really respect that it's, it's different than all the other Marvel movies. I don't know if I care though, but the more I sat there and I was there a while, uh, it's a long film. Uh, the more I started to sort of in, get ingrained into what was happening, I started to start to appreciate the characters and what they were going through and their character arcs and their personalities and their experiences and stuff. And like the loss when certain characters don't make it, I was, you could kind of sense, like I could kind of feel it, you know? Um, and then by the end of it, I was like, I really like that. I did not pump my fists. I was not like, yes. Oh man. I can't. Oh boy. They knocked that out of the park. But I walked out with a very positive feeling of like, man, that, yeah, that was really good. I think I really enjoyed that. But there was not a lot of excitement to it. It was just a very even keeled sort of pleasant experience uh, that I really respect. You know, it's kind of like, this is a weird thing to say, but there's, there's certain jokes when I hear them, I go, yeah, that's funny. Right? I don't laugh. I don't have an emotional, like, I don't have a physical reaction to it because it's so funny. I'm laughing, but I do go, oh, that's a smart and funny joke. I like that joke. This was the Eternals for me. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a smart, well-made movie. Good job. I liked it. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to go back and revisit it. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely revisit it, but it's not one of the ones I'm just going to throw on willy nilly. Like, let me put this on in the background. Um, so yeah. Uh, what did you, how did you feel? How was your reaction? Uh, not a dissimilar one. So I, I, I had heard all of the, um, the moans and groans, uh, the, the hyperbole about how it's not this or it's not that, or it fails at this and it fails at that. But I, I ha have being slightly familiar with Chloe Zhao, slightly familiar with the Eternals, slightly familiar with the bubbling hype. And I say that with air quotes because the hype itself was that they intentionally wanted this to be not like a normal Marvel movie. And this was oh, yeah? supposed to feel like a more prestige Marvel movie. Hmm. Like, um, <clears throat> I just, I, I was kind of primed for it being a different type of experience. Like yeah. there weren't with these characters, there weren't even deep cut member berries that they could toss in at least too many. Right. Yeah. Um, which as I got closer to seeing it, hearing all these people have oddly negative experiences or the things that they were complaining. Have you, okay, here's an analogy. Have you ever um, looked up like a hotel or a restaurant and you're like, Oh, let's see what the ratings are. You immediately go to the worst rating and read why they gave it a bad rating. Yeah. Because nine times out of 10, it's like, uh, this person was mean to me. So it's one yeah. star. However, yeah. best meal ever. So it's yeah. like, it, like it's you learn more about how you'll enjoy the movie based off of what people are complaining about and if that matters mm -hmm. to you or not. Yeah. So it, I kind of went in with that kind of headspace of like, I'm okay if it's not like a normal Marvel movie. I'm okay 
with a longer running time, as long as it feels yeah. like there's no wasted space. And I'm okay with not having fist bump moments as long as the story they're telling is engaging. So I, yeah. I went in with kind of that headspace and I was so, so happy for more mm. than half of this movie. Like, um, I, I was Hold genuinely on. shocked for more than half. Was that the beginning half or the end half? The, the second half. So like okay. it was a slow burn up into sheer happiness because there it was okay. less than halfway through when I realized that I don't know how this is going to end. Yeah. I always Same. know how movies are going to, these Marvel movies, I always know how they're going okay. to end and that's okay. I gen, there was a point in the movie where I turned over to my wife and was just like, I don't know how they're going to solve this problem. Yeah. I just don't know how they're going to solve this. And then, so there was a, there's a couple of, there's a couple of genuinely shocking moments. Um, mm -hmm. At least to me, there were a couple mm -hmm. of genuinely shocking twists. Um, some came very early and I'm like, what the fuck? Why? I mean, that's what um, we just got guess, here, man. <laughs> I guess that character's gone. I, yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there is a main character who pieces out for the final climax just cause. And they stay pieced out. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fight. And they're <laughs> gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Any other film would, in like a moment of climax, have them show up and save the day. At no, the very last that's, minute where that's everything not what this looks... Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are, they are 10 individual, very specific people who have been, or people who have been around for thousands of years. And that perspective doesn't make everything super important. So it's like, I don't believe in what you're doing. I'm, I love you, but I'm going to go. And yeah. they go They're Like it's weird choices like that, that other movies would be too afraid to make that made me slowly and in, in small ways, love this movie more and more yes. and more and more. Right. So it really by the does like it swells. By the time we get to the climax, I was just fucking in it and I had no idea what was going to happen next. Yeah. No idea. And that was just a incredibly wonderful feeling. Uh, somebody that consumes so much media. It was wonderful not knowing how they're going to solve the problem and how it's going to come back at them. And the last time I felt like that was after The Last Jedi not being able to map in my head how the third movie could eventually be because mm -hmm. all the things that they should have saved <laughs> for the third movie, they yeah. did yeah. and cut off and like, oh, this could be a different kind of star Wars movie that comes oh, next. Gosh. And I'm so excited for what that could be. Um, I mean, Psych. how, it, yeah, how it ended up was very disappointing, but that feeling of somebody who loves this medium just as much as me is playing with it. Yeah. I felt that here. And I, yeah. I was just so, I was so happy. I will revisit this. Yeah. So, so happy. Like I, I genuinely do not understand what the negative reviews are about. Uh, well, you know, and I don't want to, okay. I, I know many, I can, I can give you probably at least five things that explains why people don't like it. It's long. There's that, not enough punching. There's two Spider Man many, two was two hours and twenty five minutes. There's too That's many ten minutes less. People who aren't straight whites. Fair. Um fucking straight whites, like, man. Yeah. 
Um, it's just, it's, you know, I'm seeing a lot of things about like, oh, it's very, you know, uh, SJW Marvel movies. I'm like what? There's nothing woke about this movie. The agenda is not yeah. anything that's different than any superhero movie of humanity is better than that. That is literally the theme of this movie, which is the theme of every fucking superhero movie. Yeah. Humanity is better than that. But just because uh, there's nothing they, woke about cast that. people who weren't white. It's woke. This movie was spectacular. I, I was so very yeah. happy with it. My, uh, I talked to my brother yesterday. He's got a 10 year old and a, and a, and a five year old. And he asked me, do you think they would like it? And I said, no, maybe the 10 year old would be fascinated and confused, but stare at it and want to know more. Like, you know, like we would when we saw a movie that was just a little above our, our, our head, mm -hmm. but not so much where we didn't know. The five-year-old will check the fuck out very yeah. early. Yeah. But yeah, don't, don't waste movie tickets on it. This is a very it almost doesn't, movie. It just, you know, it, it feels like it's not a Marvel movie. I love that. But yeah, it, it very much is a Marvel movie because if yeah. you take all of the actual just plot, like the plot pieces, all, like mm -hmm. separated from it, it hits every Marvel movie beat like mm -hmm. to the letter. It's just presented in a completely different way. And yeah. I loved the, I loved the storytelling device that they employed the whole time where these characters have been on earth for 7,000 years. Yeah. So the story is not, is, is told linearly, but also isn't told linearly. Mm -hmm. So we get to see what's happening in flashbacks. real time and then flashbacks. But the way that they pace them out is just so well done. It's very organic. Yeah, this is a long movie, but it, it didn't feel like a long movie. It felt like a lived in movie. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I knew that it was long and I felt like it was long, but I was never bored. I was never bored. Yeah, no, I wasn't bored. Like, I got bored during when... Halloween Kills. Yeah, but not this, but not Eternals. <laughs> you could Halloween Kills was uh, an hour and 50 minutes and you could have easily cut 40 of those yeah. minutes and it would have been fine yeah <laughs> this i don't know i could do with 15 minutes more of this movie because i just love yeah. these characters so much and some of the choices and were just so crazy they have such a history like there's still so much more story to tell that yeah i was engaged with every minute of the movie when you're alive that long yeah you take turns being an antagonist a protagonist and yes. everything was so I loved this. I yeah. loved this. And I think what weirds me out even more is it's not like just fans that are divisive about it. It's actually mm -hmm. like legitimate critics. Legitimate critics are really separated. on. It. I think like the Rotten Tomato score is like 55 or 60. It's oh. under fresh. Um, wow. What? Really? I don't know why. Like, is it because this is this is not worse than venom let there be carnage this is not worse than uh iron man 2 this is like yeah i, I don't what? i don't i don't get it at all I'm like this is first of all fuck rotten tomatoes in the butt but it's an aggregate it, it's it's yeah. not a real yeah 48 percent, and that, but then 80 percent audience score wow yeah people are responding to it positively oh that's but awesome critics are like what's happening yeah there's a major disconnect. It's interesting. Wow. Oh, I, I love that. I love it. Because I honestly, as I was sitting there watching this movie in the back of my head, I'm going, 
I can see why people are not going to like this. I can see that this is not going to be the big Marvel release that I'm, I think Marvel is hoping for and is used to. Um, but man, that, that shocks me that it's got 80% audience score, 5,000 plus verified ratings. Holy shit. That's great. Um, um, it made, it made a, it made bank this weekend, but I 71 million so far just in America, right? It says box. Yeah. Gross USA. Yeah. Uh, Although I have heard there have been some issues with the same sex relationship and it's, so it's been banned in other countries. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a handful of countries that aren't like, won't get it. Grow up. The box office for this is going to be, um, addended or or like it's going to have an asterisk next to it because not only is it still post pandemic, not as many screens, but also, but like longer runtime too. But then also, there's a lot of countries that it's not opening up in. Wow. When so far over the weekend, 161 million dollars uh, worldwide. Oh, 161. Wow. It's, it's. It. I mean, let's let's uh, before we go away. I mean, it's going to be a complete wash for them. It's it, and and they like let's let's. This is a perfect segue into the end credit sequences, which I think we should spoil in full. Okay, so from from here on out, listen, you guys heard our opinions. We both really enjoyed the movie. Um, Definitely go see it in the theater if you can. But we completely understand if you're uncomfortable, stream it later. Uh, But definitely check it out. It's it's actually quite good. And, you know, I also would like to say, I don't, you know, anytime anyone online is defending this movie or just saying they enjoyed it people come out of the woodwork to be like ah marvel fanboys you guys don't even whatever if as long as it's got marvel on it you'll love it blah 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 i don't think that's the true of us um no yeah i think we are we we, there's stuff we don't like we we walk into the movies and we want to like them yeah so i I like so take that take that in both ways that we're soft targets but then also like if even if we are soft targets, if we're going to complain about something, it's probably from a place of love. Like, yeah, we could talk. We could talk for hours still about Justice League, and it's not because the movie was terrible. It's because we wanted it to be so much more. Better? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so yeah. From so from here on out, we should probably put in a little thing if you can. Um, spoiler alerts. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the end of the movie. So, was there something specific you wanted to address? Wait for him let me to put, let me put the banner. Typing. Mars, did you see the movie? Who's out there? You guys are in. The, I, I see you. There's a. I got a number ticking on my screen. There's people hanging out with us. Did you guys see the Eternals? Comment below. Let us what you thought of it. All right. So things I want to talk about the f- I the first post credit sequence. So there are two post credit sequences. One that happens oh. after after the the main credits, and then one that happens after the long credits. Both of them. I forgot about this. Yeah. Both of them tickled me for different reasons. Ugh. One of them was, oh, you're fucking going for it. And I respected that. And the other one was, was that what I thought it was? Both of them are, were exciting. So in the, in the after Arishem takes the uh, remaining Eternals away to be judged, um, those that left on the ship uh, now need to know where their brothers and sisters are. And someone shows up on a rainbow teleportation to help. And it was such a deep cut, stupid fucking character Mm -hmm. that I almost stood up and was just like, 
Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. See, go for my it. My reaction was uh, they've gone too far. They've gone too far no. into like I don't care about Star Fox. Oh wait, hang on. I'm not even or, talking about Star Fox. Pip, I'm talking about Pip. Pip. Looks Pip looked terrible. Pip, Pip CGI did. was comically oh, yeah. bad. Who is that actor, oh, yeah. by the way? Do we know? Uh, it was just a motion capture, but that's Pat Oswalt's voice. That's what I thought. Awful, awful. All the money that they spent on that movie and hit CGI Pip looked terrible. I was excited I was, that Pip showed up, but then he looked he looked like a cartoon. I mean, go back to the first time that you saw Thanos with the weird, like it's a weird mask that just kind of grins. Mm. They'll fix it if he actually shows up in a full movie. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I was, I, this, this, it was such a weird feeling because there's this two and a half hour, relatively serious with some humor, prestige Marvel movie about the existentialism of life. Yeah. And then fucking Pip shows up drunk. Pat Oswalt. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's Eros, Star Fox, like the yeah. craziest Lotharo of the universe. And he's just like, yeah, I'll help you get your friends. Oh, hey, Athena. Mm. I was like, this is such a weird swing and I'm here for it. Okay. Super here for it. I'm hoping I'll eat my hat again later. He's it's it's a it's a guardians level move. He is an eternal. He has connections to Thanos. He is a perfect plot device to connect them to the other stuff. I'm down. I'm super down. So wait, hold on a second. Hold the fuck. Hold on. I'm getting mad now. Thanos is an eternal, right? He's a um he's a, like a failed um it's actually it's actually in the Kieran, Kieran Gillen run. He's I forget like, the name of it. He is he is kind of like an ex, he's kind of a failed experiment of uh genetics oh, via the I same it was like process an that created Eternals. and someone slept together and created Thanos. Yeah, oh well kind yeah. of like um what's the eugenics? Oh, okay. Seems weird, you know, their whole thing about like we were told not to interfere, but then Thanos is the main bad guy. You guys couldn't be well, arsed to They didn't know. They like the whole thing is that they are not aware That's true. of the I other guess they Eternals. were separated completely. They were separated on their different parts of the planet just living as humans. Yeah. Well, That's not true. even that. That's true. And not even that. It's like if if they had no order from Arishem about what's happening anywhere else, they don't. Yeah. They're not. They don't get it. Yeah, they don't. That's true. No. That's true. They There's, wouldn't have known until no after hub. the snap or until the snap. Yeah, and then like measure measure it in years. Five hundred years ago, yeah. they were like, "Hey, go live a life." And then for five hundred years, they just lived lives alone. Everyone's yeah. like, so I think they talk about how Sprite and Sprite lived with with Kingo for a while. But then he bolted and then Sprite lived with uh, Cersei for a while. But yeah, yeah. in general. But uh, so that's the first one. The first one was very much Guardians style swing and I appreciated it. The second one was um, made me very excited for a specific reason. Uh, so it's the Dane Whitman character. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the Black Knight. We know as readers, the Black Knight. They make a joke about the Ebony Blade earlier in the movie. Cersei swinging around a sword and Sprite's like, is that the Ebony Blade? And she's like, no, it's Excalibur. And then somebody makes a joke how Arthur always had a crush on Dina. So like, they I make never, a joke. I missed that. I missed the Ebony Blade reference. They make a quick joke about it. And it's just like, nah, I see what you did. But oh. then they actually kind of show you the blade 
that he's got uh, usually uh, um, he's he he ha- he is in possession of the blade is afraid to touch it because those that touch the, those that try to use it are imbued with their ancestors and it is a curse. Uh, you have a long life, you have abilities and powers. However, it slowly eats away at your sanity. So this guy that loves Cersei has the ability to not only help her, but also live as long as her or a very long time with her. Mm-hmm. And all he has to do is kind of trade over his sanity for it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really fun. Yeah. But when he's about to touch it, a voice, a disembodied voice says, Mr. Whitman, are you sure you want to do that? Right. Do you know who that voice was? No. That was Mahershala Ali. Blade. As blade. Yeah. The new blade. Yeah. Oh, which, snap. Which makes me think, hope, dream that the Blade movie will be in Britain. Which makes me feel like Captain Britain and the MI13, Captain Britain and MI13, which was Captain Britain, Black Knight, Blade, Songbird, like all of these British characters, Pete Wisdom. Yeah, Pride and Wisdom. I was thinking of the Pride and Wisdom miniseries. I'm like, somebody in Wisdom. Yeah. That was the best damn like 15 issues that got canceled really quickly post Secret Invasion. It was uh, Paul Cornell and Leonard Kirk. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And the fact that they paired up Black Knight with Blade in Britain, I was like, oh, are cool. you going to make a very deep cut series? A movie? That'd be cool. Just like you did Guardians. They're essentially, you know what they're doing? Um, I don't feel like the world revolves around me. However, <laughs> they're, t- <laughs> they're taking my pull list from 15 years ago and they're making yeah. them into franchise films. Yeah. And it's freaking me out. The Nolaverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. Speaking of that, a quick aside. The Morbius movie trailer dropped. Yeah. Weird. And that's got some weird shit in it. Like, the fact that Venom is mentioned. Okay, that makes sense. Venom is mentioned, although it was a good gag. Yeah. Uh, but we see a poster of Spider-Man. And we see... Um, Michael Keaton, presumably playing a vulture again. Yeah. So I guess these all take place in the same universe. I, I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's weird, right? So yeah. If you did you see Let There Be Carnage? Not yet. I want to. Do you? Did somebody spoil any of it for you? No. All right. So let's have this conversation later. Okay. Cool. I'll see the movie yeah. and we'll spoil. I'll, I'll come back. There's a, there's a lot of things in that trailer that shouldn't make sense. If, if the end credit sequences of let there be carnage are what they intended them to be. Oh shit. Because I like, um, I don't think venom exists in the same continuity as Sony Spider-Man, mm. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Right, right, right. But Morbius seems to because they make two ref in the trailer. They make two references to the stuff in San Francisco and mm-hmm. I am Venom. Yeah. And that but but then they make reference to uh, Vulture in Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. But then the poster of Spider-Man in is Toby. It's fucking Toby Maguire. Yeah. Spider-Man. 
weird. And then they show the old Daily Bugle logo from the Toby in it. Yeah, yeah. so I have no idea where it exists, if it exists anywhere. I'm so confused. But the, well, I love the fair. I love the special effects of it all, though. It, yeah, it, it looks pretty good, actually. I, I uh, like it's the worst. Like, I, Morbius is one of my least favorite character designs, but they still mm-hmm. kind of made it look cool. Yeah, he's spooky. Um, you know, it could still be the multiverse, and it's just a multiverse wherein he exists with, um, like, because we've never seen the vulture in the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. So it could just be the vulture of the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, still played Maybe? by the same actor. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I, it's. It could. It could be. Honestly, I'm. I'm okay if it's related to literally nothing. Um, I had. I have a very low. I have very low expectations for the movie. Yeah. Um, but it looks slick. It looks like a like a really fun B movie, yeah. which is what Venom One was. Like, it's a really stupid fun movie. So I, I, I liked the um the special effects he playing with his face and making mm-hmm. him look like the comic character, but not. Oh, I was done with it. I was thinking, cool. Yeah. yeah. I saw um, that you shared the. Um, the new poster. Spider-Man poster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that means that means like a trailer should be imminent, right? Right. I hope. Although I don't know mm. if I need one, man. I don't I don't need a, a Spider-Man. I never need a Spider-Man trailer because I'm going to go see a Spider-Man movie. You don't need to get I, me excited. At this point, I feel like they just uh, they're just waiting to confirm one or two things. You yeah. remember how we knew like in because uh, we pay attention to these things in Captain America Civil War we knew that they cast somebody to play Peter Parker. We like, we were told and there was press releases. It was a whole thing. Mm. So we just knew there was going to be something in the movie. And it wasn't until that last trailer where they actually showed him like catching the shield and flipping over, even though we knew it was happening, it was still like, I want to see that. Yeah. So, I mean, the rumors are that that's just going to be multiple Spider-Man. Yeah. If it happens, that's rad. Show me in a trailer. I'm still going to be excited. Don't show me in a trailer. I'm still going to see it. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it'll spoil anything. I think it's just levels of hype. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm stoked. I'm tired of talking about it. I just want to see the friggin' movie. Let me see the new Spidey man. Uh, oh, anything else about Eternals before we jet? Um, I think it was wonderful. I, I, I can't wait to watch it again. I really want to, I saw it by myself. I didn't take Sushan to see it. And I really would like to, I feel like she might enjoy this one more than most of the Marvel movies. I, I um my wife enjoys the Marvel movies for what they are like popcorn fun. Mm-hmm. She was engaged at a different level for this one, mm-hmm. like um more less like fist pumpy excited like ooh that's so cool and more like how are they what's gonna like mm-hmm. just more engaged like a yeah. like a like a typical movie yeah yeah it was I just have really to find well someone to watch our baby so I can take her to the movie. <laughs> Um, all right, Give me let's a get this. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm glad you're back. I hope you had a great honeymoon. We saw pictures. It was amazing. Um, last, last week it was uh, fun because it was just the two of us. We were just deciding we're not going to review any books. We're just going to hang out and chat. <laughs> what did you guys talk about? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was a week ago. I have a baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's today? Go- Go listen to the previous episode. You you do the work. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, mostly we were talking to people in the comments. 
who were asking us questions and we had a couple, we had an email to respond to and stuff like that. So it was mostly just like hanging out and whatever came up in the comments, we just discussed and it was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you, Dan. Dan H says, congrats, Noel. And um, we're, Brian and I were discussing, I think we want to bring back book club. Yeah. So I think the first book club we're going to do, or the next book club we're going to do is probably going to be far sector. Oh, sure. I, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we reviewed like, more than half of the season of the series. Yeah, but I guarantee you, uh, like one person has listened to all of those. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. All right. I guess that's it. I got to go do my orders. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us. Um, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to spoiler alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is